0: doing it i'm not singing a song this week because this band does not deserve me singing a song this week it's not even singing it's just
1: master master for eight
0: minutes (laughs) eight eight and a half minutes folks okay first and foremost sorry i'm getting ahead of myself welcome to the stoners point of view my name is brett i'm here with my co-hosts Terrell and phil gentlemen how you doing
1: doing good uh you know excited for this episode i love dumb and dumber but uh I guess we might as well get down to brass tacks. I, I don't have a ton of good things to say about Master of Puppets, man. The,
0: the decades have not been kind to this no. song.
2: <laughs> oh, well, I'm back. Sorry about last week. I literally fell asleep. <laughs> yeah. didn't wake he, he up he just woke up yesterday we just got a hold of you so yeah he, yeah. For, for yeah, yeah but we uh, we
0: honestly just thought he was dead so we were just going to continue <laughs> on like nothing had happened
2: speaking of falling asleep and not waking up though i, I, I do right have a little bit of sad report least. sad news to yes. report yes, our, yes. Our i mean it, murray, if we can uh, uh, if
0: we can if we can uh give an rip mention to sean connery and alex trebek surely we can make time on our pod to give one to our boy murray
2: Exactly. Uh, R.I.P. Murray, I, if I may, boys, I want to dedicate this episode yeah. to your memory. Brett, if you could put in, uh, my heart will go on a little bit in the background. I will. Uh, Everything's be better with Titanic. Yep. But uh, So, yeah, but so other, other than that, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just dandy. Yeah. Except for well, I had to listen to a master of puppets a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that probably didn't make things easier I, for you.
0: I did, I did the one listen wonder. I took my notes as I did. I'm a professional. I did everything the same way I normally would, but I did not enjoy it. and uh so yeah let's let like let's hop into this song i think the first thing to to hold on hold on hold on i don't want to get into the song just yet (laughs) because uh in order to uh prepare for this song we all had to partake in some of the legal cannabis because we're canadian legal cannabis smokers and um Anyone who is listening to this show knows that I've been pretty much consistently smoking dad kush, but this week I managed to uh, revisit and uh, fall in love all over again with my dry herb vape. BLK is the model, it cost me like 60 bucks, and I'm telling you, the way just that it combusts like just enough of the weed to get all the good stuff, really really gets you high. So,
2: kudos yeah, to that. Anyone yeah. considering getting a dry herb vape should get a dry herb vape because it's worth it when i was actually when i was out in california uh last year i got i got to use so many nice vapes and and i just can't seem to find them anywhere around here so i'm, I'm super jelly that you have that brett Yeah. so all right boys
0: um i guess we got to grind through the muck so we can get to the light at the end of the tunnel here <laughs> so uh <laughs> master of puppets and and much much the same way one of the only things that's the same way as um, our first episode where we did lateralis the first thing you'll notice about this song is the time commitment involved um and whereas lateralis terrell and i um rather enjoyed the nine minutes we spent dissecting and listening the time and, the and time vibing flew. on that we had to sit through eight and a half minutes of lars Ulrich sucking hard
1: <laughs> like really hard like no, i think true story he was almost uh kicked out of the group when they were on tour and and it's not just because he sucks at drums it's because it turns out he's also a bit of a jerk and no one really likes working with him not even his own band
2: i was actually just reading an article and it was scott uh fellow fellow totally overrated musician uh, Scott Ian of Anthrax fame. Sorry, Scott, you seem like a good dude. You're just not that good at guitar, bro. But, <laughs> um, and he was talking about that. Yeah, they were just about, they were like, at the end of this tour, you're done. And uh, they decided to push forward. And that's how you get, that's how you get uh, drum sound, like what you hear on, St. Anger, for instance. <laughs> yeah. Well, and,
0: and what's weird is between in between all that is the Black album, which had a lot of good songs on it. And I yeah. actually kind of kind of like a few songs off that album, but let me tell you, that's it's like it's like a shit sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> or or a
1: loser sandwich, if you will. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what? I I you know the thing with Metallica, they're that band like because they're part of like the Big Four. That was, you know, Slayer, Metallica, Anthrax, and um, Iron Maiden. No, no, um, with Mustaine's band, Megadeth. All
2: those bands that had good drummers. But
1: anyways, the the thing about these guys and and this band is that, like, when I was growing up playing in like punk bands and metal bands and stuff, you know, a lot of dudes would look at the Metallica as like the best band, and they were like the gatekeepers of what real metal was. Mm -hmm. And the kind of the jokes on them because like Metallica, I just other than the black album i i really never really got why they were so popular and, and huge and this song is one of those songs that like it kind of has an annoying kind of chromatic guitar riff that i just the, the way it starts i just know that i don't want to listen to the rest of it
2: yeah yeah well and like the only version i could find on spotify i guess is like the remastered version right yeah. still sounds like trash yeah and again <laughs> i mean, you wonder how you get to st anger's production and it's just by by being the yes men to bands like this when they're like does that sound good no it doesn't fucking sound good
1: (laughs) the other funny thing is about this is i've been like teaching myself how to like produce and record music and obviously me and phil and and brett like we jam and work on stuff together and you know i would be ashamed to send you guys a recording that sounded like master of puppets and like it's like awesome guitar playing in my opinion personally
2: well, another thing I just have to add, and I was thinking about this on my way into the into the into the old uh the shed, um, was that w- like one hundred percent of the drummers that we are friends with are better than Lars Ulrich. And and we're friends with Jackson.
0: <laughs> so what does that tell you? And and yes, Jackson, I hope you're listening to this because that was just for you. Yeah.
1: Bird of the week on Jackson. <laughs>
0: um, all right, well, we, we, have a, we have a process here, fellas, so let's, uh, let's get through this. Um, we get the intro. It's just simple metal. We're not a huge fan of the riff, personally, but uh, it's, it's kind of kicking you in, I guess, but I, I didn't really, it didn't catch my interest like you'd want an intro to, really. But uh, then we get a little bit of soloage uh, kicking into the verse, which I guess was a little bit of a redemption there. Um, I, when the when the chorus first comes in, I will say, that got my head bobbing a little bit. And yeah, then he started cool, right? singing over it. And I was like, okay, you kind of lost me again. But when <laughs> yeah. it first
2: comes in, I'm like, bow, bata, bow, bow. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, that change there, I, I must say. Like that part, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about this. Then it's like, oh yeah, now I remember why I haven't listened to this song in years. Right. right. And the reason why you guys like that riff is that's like
1: one of the main melodic riffs in the song. And mm-hmm. what happens though is that Hetfield does like his like, butt rock vocal over it <laughs> and it's like it's annoying like i don't know you have to be a real like kind of like meathead to really be like master master and like to be like into that yeah. kind of like vocal it's just like not catchy or fun to like sing to in my and i like think.
0: like i i understand like they were trying to go for this deep meaningful like master of puppets is about like drugs controlling you drugs are the master and you're the puppet type of thing but like it <sighs> I just didn't get it. You didn't know. do enough
1: heroin, Brett, to yeah, get it. Yeah, That's yeah. I must problem.
0: have I, I must have needed to do more a heroin whole, to really get uh, into that.
2: zero heroin will do that to you. <laughs> I've done plenty of heroin and I still am just not a fan.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh it kicks I'm back kidding. into the kicks back into the verse and um like I, I will say the it has a lot of energy. Like the the vibe of the song has a lot of energy. It's just not energy that vibes with
1: me personally, but Well, that's kind of what's supposed to be like special about metallica is that they're one of their purveyors of like mixing you know punk like misfits and hardcore punk with european metal because Lars Ulrich is actually from denmark and they actually recorded this album in copenhagen and and so they definitely had a flair for like the euro melodic metal kind of stuff but it's just this song for me they, they have that thrashiness to it and, and it's a good energy, but it, it's just the way the song flows mm-hmm. it's weird it's, to me. I don't know. Yeah,
2: I agree. It's, I didn't actually realize Terrell that, uh, that it was recorded in Copenhagen. Um, but yeah, it does have that You really, I was just thinking about that like earlier when I was listening to it, like I was like, the guitar has such that, it's got that like European death metal tone to it. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't work for an American band like that, you know? Well, especially with the drummer, that shitty. yeah 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 well yeah my favorite part is when the song like the changes parts in the songs except the drums
1: well and that's the thing like you get this kind of like intro verse chorus verse chorus Mm -hmm. of like this thrash metal and really the best part of the song is when it does turn into like this melodic euro right yeah and
0: i have that in my notes that i love when it slows down right there one thing i did point out about the lyrics is i guess when you view it through that same lens that you would view like a cheesy action movie through where you try to embrace the cheese for what it is, then I guess I can kind of, I don't know, somewhat get behind it. But I don't know. It lacks the charm that those cheesy, like, if I'm going to go watch Expendables, I don't expect an Academy Award-winning movie, right? I expect cheesy action, and I'm all about that. But they recognize that it's cheesy action, and so they, you know, they, they cater to that. Whereas these guys are trying to be serious and trying to be
2: awesome and <laughs> just bringing the cheese. You just gave me the best idea. Okay. It, there should be a Metallica cover band, mm-hmm. but Jean-Claude Van Damme is the singer. It, can, <laughs> it makes it that cheesy. Oh, and he does, like, you kicks. are, master. He master. does like kicks
1: and stuff while he's performing.
2: Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's lit. actually really funny.
0: That's, That's a really great idea. You don't I'm going prof- to put a pin in that one and save it.
1: <laughs> the thing that grinds my gears about Metallica, and you were kind of alluding to it, I think, and this is what it is for me. I just don't have an emotional connection to their music like yep. i've never like gotten like goosebumps like thinking about playing their music or when i when i hear it and like the best part of the song is the melodic part and then it goes into this like brain dead like din like kind of like yeah that kind of riff
2: right yeah well and i think i think everyone has that uncle that was just super into metallica yeah. <laughs> and was like bro like you got like lars Ulrich right he's got he's got he's got double kicks and it's like you're right he does he does technically have two bass drums but well, uh, and like, I remember I remember you
0: saying and maybe this is where you were going so I'm sorry if I'm stealing your thunder here but I remember you saying this once about uh, limp Biscuits drummer. <laughs> that he needs double kicks like men need nipples
2: <laughs> like it's just... i did say that and i i thought of that when listening to this song for yeah. sure yeah yeah
0: um but yeah so we're at the we're at the part where it slows down into the clean guitar and almost becomes a whole different song for a while and i actually kind of dug that little two-minute chunk where they had some cool harmonies and stuff and i thought the harmonies were pretty tight actually like laid down pretty tight um but then it starts to build up heavy again, and goes into this very grindy, yeah, like you said, Terrell, new metal type of stuff, and I'm just it's like, like
1: proto new metal type riff, and yeah. Then, and then they turn
0: "Master" from like a lyric in the chorus to like a chant, where it's like "Master, Master." Uh, I, I, I
2: yeah, nah. there's that weird laugh in the background. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. think that's actually when, like, I think I, if I I read this somewhere, uh, that that was actually just the band, uh, the the band's reaction. After uh, Lars Ulrich came out of the booth, because they're like, hey, "Good one!" Oh no, you were, you were serious? That is what you're gonna yeah. play? <laughs> so then
0: it it actually gets rocking again and has like a pretty cool shred part that I I kind of like the guitar lick there, where like there. Whereas it does the build up and it's like do 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 like all that part. I was kind of like I I'm I'm behind this. Like it's a pretty decent guitar part. It was catchy and whatnot. Um. But then I realized that we're only at the six minute mark and we have like a whole nother song to go, like two minutes and a half (laughs) left. Um, But then they restart the song and it's back into the like cheese from the start of the song. And I was like, man,
2: come on now. (laughs) Well, yeah, like in my opinion, like right before that harmonic, like you know like the melodic part uh yeah. kicks in there right? it's it's somewhere like 330 or something around that, that mark and like i was listening to it i'm like you know what this song would be a lot better if it just ended there right maybe have a little bit of that harmony stuff but maybe maybe 4 minutes but yeah. uh like it's just it's just 8 minutes of just like like you said like just decent guitars that's what it is
0: <laughs> yep yep um but I did have a realization midway through the song that listening to weed definitely, or listening to songs while <laughs> baked. Listening to weed, yeah. Wow. No, listening to songs while baked makes me actually listen to the songs better. Like, I don't think I would have ever given this particular song the amount of attention and like listen quality that I gave it. It's almost like weed makes listening to
2: music better. <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: And you know what's funny too, like with this song, um, When You're High, like when I first heard this, it was like considered like a song that you would want to learn to like play at the guitar store to like show off how good you are at guitar. But now that I'm older, this is like the last song that I, I want to learn to play because it's so long and it just drags on. Well, and and drags you're not allowed on. to
0: play it at guitar stores. <laughs> really, <laughs> like, you will be peer pressured out of that store if you're... No
2: master! denied
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly
1: that's the classic joke there but
0: yeah then uh the the one thing at the end uh they got some cool effect they finally put an effect on the guitar towards the end which uh you know it was the most interesting thing at that point in the song to me and the fact that i had grinded it out till then i was like okay at least you gave me something to end but then they put some cheesy like laugh track at the end and i'm like oh okay you're going back to the laughter thing all right whatever (laughs) But I was left f- feeling quite, uh, quite thoroughly whelmed. <laughs> Definitely not uh, not like super stoked on it or anything. It's not a song that I would, uh, you know put out there as one of my favorites. It's probably not going to make it in my top 100, to be honest.
1: <laughs> so you know what's so funny about this song? If you look up like Pitchfork and like Rolling Stones they rank this really high Mm -hmm. uh as like i think um on on pitchfork metallica has like um like a 10 out of 10 for this this record and and master puppets by by rolling stone is is like they they just praise it so much and it's one of those ones where i just like just disagree with the critics like i just don't love the song
2: or the record personally super yeah yeah. I will. I, I was honestly thinking this just before we recorded this episode, I was uh, having a cigarette. I was listening to this song and I finished it and I was like, well, that's the last time I'm ever going to click play on this song. Like, like Intentionally go out of my way to listen to Yeah. Like I'm never going to like be like search this up on Spotify again. You know? Well, and
0: I thought, I thought like, maybe this is just a personal bias. Like I know that sometimes we like to wax nostalgia on the show and, You know, sometimes that can be kind to the things that we're revisiting and sometimes it cannot be. And I'm like, am I just having like a biased opinion because the type of people who like wanted to listen to Metallica, you know, when I was growing (laughs) up, like weren't my kind of people. Maybe that was the reason why I I just couldn't get behind it. But then the fact that you guys all kind of feel the same way tells me that maybe I'm not wrong. Like maybe it just
1: this song kind of sucks. (laughs) So (laughs) I got to ask you guys. What would you give this song out of, out of 10 Brett? Um, because of the Euro part
0: and some of the guitars that caught my eye, I'd give it a four. Phil, what are you saying?
2: Uh, well, you know, like they say, like metal is like angry music. Um, and listening to the song definitely makes me angry, but not, uh, not in the way I think is intended with, with metal music, uh, or at least not in my experience. I'm gonna give this, uh, I'm going to give this song a, a solid 3.0 because it is a song. Um, and, uh, and for too. its time, it was good. But uh, it's, just, it's just mostly like, it just turned my stereo into a shit factory. And mm. uh, you know what? Yeah, fuck that song. And Jerk of the Week, <laughs> Lars Ulrich. All
0: right. All right. Jerk of the Week. Well, and you, Terrell, you don't, get a, um, you don't get away from this scot-free.
1: I think my main issue is, is what you were talking about before, Brad, is that this song has just not aged well with me. It did never represented anything to me that I ever had like an emotional connection to. Nah, um, me either And I think you know when it was in old school, that was pretty cool. Um, it kind yep. of gave the right energy to that to that part right uh, with the band. but like in general, this Metallica Megadeth, the big Thrash bands, I just never was into that, even though it was like big in nope. the 80s. Yeah. Uh, so i give it yeah like a 3.1 just because it's not a great song and i don't love it yeah. yeah that's fair that's fair and with that
0: folks we are not going to talk about that song anymore this episode thank you for uh putting up with that drivel, and uh, <laughs> we hope that we somewhat uh entertained you through the slog through that song and we really hope that you didn't Anticipate this episode by going to listen to the song yourself and have to sit through eight and a half minutes of ear garbage Um, So our apologies
2: and we'll do better (laughs) You know what? I hope you did listen to it several times because your anguish sustains me
0: (laughs) (laughs) And with that uh, That does it for the song shall we uh, just get right into the movie or um, anything you guys want to say final remarks or?
1: I would uh, like to say that this spot is open for sponsorship. Uh, we have yet to secure a sponsor. We are I'm, working on it. We're working on it, and uh, we would love for you to be a part of the Stoners' Point of View, and we would love to advertise your weed-related products, especially. Yeah,
0: like the dryer vape that I that would be sick if they if we could get some of those this week, and um, yeah. Any yep. interest, this is the spot for you right now.
2: Good old 60 well, seconds. One thing I would say is that uh, if you do want to smoke weed in your shed uh, and it's cold outside, uh, I would suggest uh, our good friend the Presto Heat Dish plus Footlight. Do you ever want to be warm and see
0: your feet at the same time? Welcome back to the second half of Stoners POV. We're going to be tackling a uh, 1994 Fairly Brothers comedy smash Dumb and Dumber, and I want to preface this by saying this is one of my favorite comedies of all time. In fact, probably one of my favorite movies of all time. I like it a lot. And as we'll uh, we'll touch on as we get through this, it has a little bit of everything. It is a thoroughly through and through a comedy, but it it has scenes of every different type of movie, pretty much. So.
1: Yeah, I love this film. I'm so excited we're doing this, and it kind of put me in a better move after listening listened to Metallica. And, you know, you got to think about this film uh, from the sense of, you know, in 1994, our Canadian bro, Jim Carrey, released this, and he released The Mask, and he released Ace Ventura. And, and it was on those, fire. Out of these three, I actually have to say that Dumb and Dumber is my favorite of that trifecta of comedy that he put out. Mine too. 1994.
2: Yeah, they actually before Ace Ventura came out, uh, they had offered uh, Jim Carrey this role <laughs> for three hundred and fifty grand. He said he countered back with four hundred. They're like, nope. Then uh, Ace Ventura came out. He got paid seven mil for this movie. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, what I wanted to say about this movie, too, just as we kind of get it before we get into it, I guess, is that, uh, like, this movie is such a a classic, like, within our group. Like, I feel like I know more lines from this movie just for having been in a band with Brett. Yeah, because it was like that was just how we communicated was Dumb and Dumber quotes.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and and there are so many one-liners that I couldn't even possibly fit them all. in. We're gonna
1: miss some. We're gonna not like so, get all, every every funny part. I know
0: there's someone out there listening to this that's gonna go, "Well, you know, you really should have included that part." Because we actually Henry, have people, yeah, and we have
1: friends that do that, and you know what? The reality is, is like when you do a podcast about a a film, and it's so like it's like this is like Santa Claus's sack full of jokes like you you you're it's endless you you can't talk about everything in this film right right why do they sure. always have
2: to call santa's like can't they call it a bag, and not a bag santa's sack?
0: Or, or yeah like uh
2: yeah he's a big guy carries a big sack <laughs> <laughs> swinging sack
0: on him yeah <laughs> well on that note like christmas is coming up and we have a, a pretty pretty outstanding christmas episode uh in the docket so keep your eyes peeled for that folks yeah um yeah, well, let's let's dive in then. And uh, so we get the opening scene, and uh, it's the limo scene. Obviously, uh, Jim Carrey's sticks his head out the window and uh, says his driver's a little lost. He's looking for the airport or or where no, he's, he's going looking. to do a
1: lecture. Right, right,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. At the yeah, uni- he's looking
1: you. at for the university. He's trying to pick up this university girl. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, what I find funny too is that right in that scene, the first thing you see is the movie opens up on Hope Street. And I just think it's funny because one of the dumbest people I've ever known (laughs) used to live on Hope Street.
0: 100%. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I'm loving how in this uh, opening scene and just throughout the movie, you, you see this too. It's like very dialogue driven touching back on like the fact that there's so many one-liners and stuff like the dialogue does a lot of the heavy lifting in the show and that leaves room for outstanding actors like Jim Carrey Jeff Daniels to really like when they bring their own spice melange you know it it really takes the movie off in a whole other direction um, uh, but yeah he's he's pretending to be a dude in a limo um, he's actually the driver we, we haven't quite seen that yet. But yeah, he just completely whiffs on his geography. And that's one of my favorite parts of this opening scene. Lovely his, accent uh, you have he's there. Like, yeah, lovely accent you have. New Jersey?
1: And she's <laughs> like, like, Austria. Oh, like, Australia. Good ah, eye, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: totally thinks it's Australia. It's so good. And one of the like little subtle things that um, I love about this scene is right after that when he's like, you know, getting out. He's like trying to put his head back in, and it gets stuck a little. And
2: then he has to like turn it to the side to get it in the window. Yeah. Like, well, there's just there's so many just brilliant little subtleties in Jim Carrey's acting. Yeah. Uh, in any role he he's he's in, even his more serious stuff, and it's just little things like that you might not even notice until like the hundredth time you've seen the movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a diehard.
1: You know, talking about like little things you notice. He he chipped his tooth when he was younger. And he had obviously had it replaced because he was on like in Living Color and was already kind of like a decently well-known guy in Hollywood by this point. And he took it out for this film just to make him look more deranged as, right. as Lloyd, right? It's it's so great, like that, like you were saying, the little things that they do just to make this film so funny.
0: Well, for sure. And right after that, we get uh, music pumping, and I just want to talk about the music for a minute because the soundtrack to this movie is very good, is outstanding. There's so many great tunes, and. This is for me the Fairly Brothers, like as directors. This is their magnum opus. Like this is when I think Fairly Brothers and like what's the best thing they ever did. I personally think it's this movie. This um, was their
2: first movie too, was it not? Oh, good question. I believe it was. I'm pretty sure I was I'd just reading that about up. that.
0: I'd have to look that up. Now uh, we might as well talk about this because eventually it's going to come up, anyways. Um, there's been three movies in the Dumb and Dumber universe. There was Dumb and Dumber, the original, which is amazing. There was the prequel, which sucked donkey balls. And then there was a sequel, which didn't suck. But imagine trying to be a sequel to one of the greatest comedies of all time.
1: Like it'd be like doing like Step Brothers 2. You know, I think this film for me is just in the comedy pantheon is beside like
2: Step Brothers for the best.
0: Yeah, like it's it's definitely comedy. up there at the at the very very top.
2: Yeah, the, well, uh, you know, yeah, that the the last one that came out, uh, uh, I it took me two tries to watch it. You know, like right. the, I had turned it off, and uh, I only I think I only watched it because like I somehow felt that uh, like I owed it to the first movie to right.
0: watch this one. Well, and and like if you're a super like Dumb and Dumber nerd like I am, you appreciate because like the prequel. I didn't even give that a chance because it was different directors, different actors. There was nothing consistent other than the world that it was set in. Whereas Dumb and Dumber 2 was the Farrelly brothers were back on the case. They reunited the old cast. And, you know, I felt like it was very good, but it, yeah, you can't compete. You can't, you can't, you should never make a sequel to a near perfect movie, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I agree with that.
0: And that's what this is. Um, So yeah, then we get a, we get a little car, car chase-esque scene with Harry in the van with all the dogs.
1: When he goes and buys them lunch because he doesn't want them to do a show on an empty stomach. Right, and his van is a dog, by the way. <laughs> yeah. um. He spent his life savings on that.
0: But like I, he's just like ramping over hills and stuff, <laughs> just smashing. And I love when he's like calling out the orders to the dogs, and he's like,
2: log who's got?" And it's the little tiny footla? dog.
3: It's
2: <laughs> this yeah. little tiny Chihuahua. <laughs> I was well, while while we were watching it, my wife was like well, I wonder whatever happened to that van. And I'm like, I you know, I never thought of that. And so I looked it up, and it, apparently that is actually in a museum somewhere. And, like, it's a celebrity car museum. Nice. Um, And I, I can't remember where it is. Somewhere in the U.S., though. But uh, that it's based off of a Ford Econoline, line, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. which anyone who's ever played in a band would probably be somewhat familiar with or worked right. in any kind of trade industry but yeah. uh yeah the, the the old dog dog van still still kicking mutts cuts baby <laughs>
0: what i really love is that they take this uh trope like a like a car chase seed and as we'll see as we get through it like action scenes and thriller scenes and stuff and they they make comedy versions of those and what that's done is like i've seen so many trailer cuts of this movie where people will cut footage and, like, make the trailer seem like it's a thriller or make it seem like it's a romantic comedy or, like, a feel-good buddy comedy or something. And, like, they're able to do that because there's so many of these different types of scenes uh, throughout the movie. So I, I'm pretty big fan of that. So now we get Lloyd. He's going to pick up Mary. He arrives at her house. And the soundtrack is great here, too. Um, comes in with that classic.
3: do
2: do do, do, do.
0: Like, you know, like it's just it's, it's so good the soundtrack of this movie is fantastic but yeah he picks her up she opens the doors and like there's doves flying and he's just dumbstruck and like stuttering and
1: has to hold his heart because he yeah well yeah as soon as so she hard. shuts the
0: door and that's like jim carrey like being amazing having just like impeccable timing because like as soon as she shuts the door he turns and he's holding his heart and he's like ow <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and he's he's amazing um but yeah he's what I love about Jim Carrey in this is – or just the characters in general, Lloyd and Harry, is they're so determined and legitimate with what they're doing, but it's just the dumbest shit. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, they're so dumb, but they don't know they're dumb, and they get really lucky,
1: so it's as if they're not dumb. It, they kind of allude to that, like, after they, like, fire their job, and then, like, you know, they, uh, they talk about, like, you know, oh, did you get fired from your job? And he's like, yeah, apparently – they frown upon uh, car
2: accidents. It's just like the they, they
0: always hate out. it when you leave the scene of a
2: crime, yeah. you know? <laughs> My favorite is when they're walking in and he's like, I fell off the jetway again. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, immediately prior to that, we see like kind of how they, they end up losing their jobs. So we got Lloyd driving Mary to the airport, and that's um funny part where he's just like sitting there trying to make small talk, and then he's just like, i got worms (laughs) she's like i beg your pardon
1: (laughs) yeah he's telling her, oh that's the name of our store and then really hugs her and and follows her creepily as she's trying to like drop off this briefcase to her uh, right right kidnappers that require ransom is really the driving force right for
0: sure and and the briefcase drop off is actually cool because when he first drops her off he like how about a hug? It gives her this big hug. He's just like almost crying. He's like, I hey, hate goodbyes. It's like you, you just met her, man.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Up the brakes a bit. But then it leads to this suspenseful action scene in the airport, which is pretty good action stuff. And one of the lines I really like is when he's like trying to get, the guy's trying to stop him from running through
2: and he just like turns around he's like, it's
0: okay. I'm a limo driver.
2: Also definitely some, uh, some pre nine 11 airport humor going mm. on right there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we also get a funny, a
0: funny little line scene from Harry when he drops off the dogs and uh, he's like, you don't need to do a thing with them. Mrs. Newborn. I have, groomed and clipped them myself as she opens the door and like they're all covered in mustard but he doesn't look at first he's like kind of smiling at her and then he's like he turns and looks in and his his eyes go wide and he's like on second thought you might just want to run a comb through them and they're just covered in ketchup and mustard it's so good
2: yeah um, well, uh, that's another sorry i i i brought up what how much jim carrey got paid on this movie yeah jeff daniels actually only got paid 50 grand for this movie wow <laughs> he accepted it right away yeah talk about over delivering yeah
0: well and rumor has it and i i could be wrong about this but i'm 90 percent sure that when they were in talks for the sequel the actual sequel with fairly brothers and stuff like jeff daniels was instrumental in getting jim carrey to reprise the role and do it again um like he lobbied pretty hard for that i heard so but yeah, we get him and Harry at home. They live in a dump. We get the fell off the jetway again. It's funny. Turns out they both got fired. But when Harry tells Lloyd he got fired, he's like, you are one pathetic loser. No offense. And uh, As talked funny. about
1: earlier in our podcast. Right. The-
0: and, <laughs> and I have actually offended someone with this line one time. Yeah, I was going to
2: say that's one Brett quote that's definitely backfired. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There was a guy who didn't uh, had never seen the movie and was telling me about this like competition he lost at and i dropped that on him just to try and be funny and uh he got really mad at me and salty and i had to explain that you know i'm just quoting one of the best movies
1: of all time (laughs) my favorite thing is like after when they get home lloyd goes to like go shopping and shut out peaky blinders theme song yes Uh, that comes in and it's so funny because he's like what do you think i am an idiot and it's him with like sparklers and a giant hat (laughs) a bunch of beer and my favorite part about this is, like, where he's talking to the... He's, he's like, hey, little old lady. And he's like, could you uh split a, a dollar bill? And she's like, no, I don't have any change. And he's like, okay, wait here. I'm gonna go to the store. And he's like, yeah. senior citizens, although slow and dangerous behind the wheel, can still, can serve, still a purpose. serve a purpose. I'll be right
2: back. Don't don't, don't go dying
1: on me. He's <laughs> yeah.
2: like, don't go <laughs> dying on me. <laughs> well, that's well, Both guys have, like, these hearts of gold, but they're yeah. also pieces of shit <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great. Yeah, yeah. So, like,
0: the, that scene was excellent because to set that up, we had, like, these mobs scoping him up. Clearly, people who followed Lloyd after they saw him take the briefcase. Um, Mental, which is a great name for a bad guy, by the way. And uh, his associate, who I never really figure out her name. Um, but what I like about this is it kind of foreshadows later on when her he's name's like – Her Shay, by the way. Okay, thank you. <laughs> he's taking the pills, and uh, she's like, the alsa? And just, like, that's one of those, like, meta meta parts that, like – <laughs> you would never get, but like, you know, there's a random life situation where my dad might be talking about having an ulcer or something. No, it's like the ulcer. He <laughs> won't have a clue what I'm talking about. But anyways, um, yeah, uh, we get the gangsters coming to the door, and we get this funny thing with uh, Harry and Lloyd kind of like see him at the door, and they're like, "Should we bail?" He's like, "Okay," and they just kind of <laughs> like take out, take off through the window, um, and the gangsters got to send a message. And what I like is is Shay here, she says, uh,
1: message, the guy's got worms in his living room. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to get it if they mess up their
2: place, basically, as much as he's implying. I also love, though, how when they're knocking at the door and they look through the people, it's like, oh, he's got a gun. And Lloyd's just like right away, did you pay did the bill? Gas- 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 <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just like,
0: he thinks, like, they, they think that they're such, like, real world problem solver like normal people but they're just so dumb <laughs> it's it's fantastic and, but and yeah, then we then get we the get best
1: seed with the the head popping off
0: yeah yeah so mental's grab we see him grabbing the parakeet but we don't see what's happening just yet and he's like, a tad, I, tad, tad. I did, I did, and then Harry and Lloyd come back, and there's a funny little line that I don't want to skip over, because uh turns out after they bailed, they were out looking for jobs, so after they come back, <laughs> Harry's like, there is nowhere to work in this town, nothing, not a zip, and is like, yeah, unless you want to work 40 hours a week, <laughs> 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 but, uh, yeah, so that was good, so then, yeah, um, uh, we we get all the stuff with the store and the li- old lady and whatnot, and that was really funny. And then uh, immediately after that scene, Lloyd comes into the apartment just, like, dramatically slams the door and melts on the floor. <laughs> and then Harry's like, where's the booze? And he's like, robbed, I got robbed I by, by a sweet old lady on a motorized cart. And he's like, and I didn't even see it. coming." <laughs> yeah,
1: and he's like, and "He's like, I got bad news. Petey's dead. And he's like, yeah, my parakeet, like, Petey,
0: he's he- dead.
1: <laughs> what happened? His head fell off. Yeah, he was pretty old. <laughs> I've had it with this dump. We got no food, got no jobs, and our pets' heads are falling off. Yeah, that's so good.
0: <laughs> and then we get the we get a dramatic, passionate scene between really Lloyd and Harry, acting, where
1: which is really great yeah. acting from from Jim Carrey. When he says he's like, you know what, I'm sick and tired of Harry. I'm sick and tired. I've have to eke my way through life. I'm sick and tired of being a Nobody. Most of all sick and tired like of having comedy. nobody
0: and then they're like, like okay lloyd aspen it is <laughs> which
1: is actually like i wanted to point this out like it actually made me even though these guys are so dumb and jim yeah. k acted that part so realistically that i For i sure. really was invested in their little journey now definitely to and I, their
0: I, I love that about the movie that there's so many of those moments in the movie because like like i touched on earlier like that's the kind of thing that allows you to make these completely transformative trailer cuts for the movie that make it seem like you know you use a clip from that a clip from this and you can make it all of a sudden you got a rom-com on your hands but <laughs> yeah it's a uh, it's this dramatic passionate scene between them and then uh, we get some sweet road trip stuff now and like uh, some of my favorite scenes in the movie are in the van actually um, oh, yeah, You get like lloyd running down the road he's like it feels like you're running <laughs> an incredible rate harry <laughs> <laughs> he's like we're, we're only like 10 minutes into this drive you're already annoying me
3: it's like, We're I really still do doing it in the, the car,
0: <laughs> And just like, yeah, Lloyd's crushing some snacks and Harry gives him a little bit of shit. And we find out that <laughs> Lloyd sold some stuff and raised 25 extra bucks before he left.
1: <laughs> Which the stuff was uh He's like yeah.
0: he's like a uh, sack of marbles, uh some baseball cards. <clears throat> Petey. <laughs> he's like Petey? You sold my dead bird to a blind kid, and was
1: like, "Yeah." He's like, "Peter didn't even have a head."
3: Harry, I
0: took care of it. it. (laughs) And then we get we get Billy and Forsyth, the the
1: blind kid, just sitting there with the with the parakeet, going, "Pretty
3: bird." Can you say, "Pretty bird"? Which is
1: such an iconic like scene from this movie, right? Like everyone always references the pretty bird and and this, this whole scene, like the whole van part is like it's like a buddy comedy but there's so many right like little jokes like re- after the van trip is like n- now we're coming up on the restaurant scene which yeah. introduces our good buddy sea bass sea has the best yeah. hat who, who
2: knows the, what... the whole
0: di- the whole diner scene is gold by the way yeah. like i i loved
1: it who knows what sea bass's head says or like his hat says oh
2: wine him dine him 69 em. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i do feel sea bass is played by one of my favorite hockey players hockey of all player, time yeah. Cam Neely, Neely yeah, yep. shout out. Um,
0: so, what what I noticed interesting about this diner scene, I've seen it a million times, but like I had a, a version of this film on VHS and DVD where it had like a separate deleted scenes section, and the version I watched on Amazon Prime Video was must have been a long cut where they actually put the deleted scenes in the movie and made it seamless. Because it was like a refreshing experience. There's all these like lines and I'm like, listen, I would know if I remembered that line. And I'm like, that that is that has been added. And uh so I was pleasantly surprised. And the diner
2: scene actually had one of those. I was actually wondering if if I was watching a longer version too cuz I, yeah. I yeah there was a bunch of stuff I didn't remember so I I think I must have watched the same version.
0: Yeah, and and just being high like that was super significant to me cuz I'm like holy shit it's like watching the greatest movie of all time but like with new eyes because there's all this new stuff. Um but yeah, it was pretty good. So then yeah, I we, we got to get into some of the diner stuff cuz it's really funny. Uh Seabass tries to take Harry's burger and uh asked him if he's going to eat that and he stumbles a bit and finally he's like yeah and He just like hawks this gross green tobacco loogie all over it and
1: then uh <laughs> just, everyone, Harry in just the, gives it. everyone in that host is in is very hostile in that like even the, the waitress he's like oh uh i think my but before that he's like i think my coat is a little flat and the waitress is like yeah. <laughs> blows bubbles yeah let, let me it. put bubbles in it yeah if a waitress did that to me i'd be like excuse me ma'am so uh, that was just, that was especially nowadays <laughs> yeah.
0: and, and that was one of those scenes that was not in yeah the, i don't remember that scene either but i, I had like, the, I the bubble blowing so, okay but yeah they're just dicks like like excuse me flow
1: <laughs> just like they think it's so funny well and the, the funniest part is the ultimate scam and which is is funny yeah. the scam is actually from another film that jeff daniels was in um it's actually uh i forgot the name of it i think um it was some other movie that Jeff Daniels was in. I forget now. But, like, the way that he does the restaurant scam. Yeah. Like, he acts like it was, you know, their idea. Like, like they're
0: apologizing and getting him a round of beers. And then uh, he actually puts them all on his tab. <laughs> like the guy, I like, didn't realize it. that that was an actual
2: reference to, like, when yeah, he said, I saw it in the why movie. It, that's cool. That's,
1: that's the funny thing. Yeah. The references is, like, as they're leaving and they're trying to escape. Yeah, from the, the diner from Seabass. Well, and, well,
2: and what what I love about that
0: is because he's like, I saw it in a movie once, and then Jeff Dana's like, so what happens? The guy gets away scot free. <laughs> and he's like, no, in the movie, they catch up to him a half mile down the road and slit his throat. <laughs> his throat. <laughs> he's a good one. And then right
2: away, he's got He's like, can you pull over? I got to lead. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> you just and you right before right before he says he's got to pee, you hear the van speeding up, so you know that like Harry's like,
3: I'm getting the hell
0: out of here. And then uh, yeah, so we get Lloyd peeing in the in the beer bottles the empty beer bottles and i i like he's like oh harry this bottle's getting full and he's like so stop he's like i can't stop what
1: once i've started it stings <laughs> <laughs> it is true it does sting once you start you can't stop it's yeah to, uh, but then then we get the uh the cop scene which is and, so uh, awesome as well like we, classic we get scene. we
0: get harlan williams who like back then in 94 like he had a little spurt there where he was in a, another canadian A bunch of stuff and he was catching a bunch of steam and like granted now I don't see him a whole lot, but yeah, he he had a decent run throughout that time where he was he was he was catching. Maybe drinking pee on camera wasn't really great for his (laughs) career. (laughs) But yeah, we we get the scene where he's uh he's giving him a hard time and uh obviously thinks the bottles are full of booze, so he uh he's like ye you shut your mouth if you knew it was good for you, buddy. And they're trying to like talk him down out of drinking this pee, and then he drinks it, and we get like,
3: <laughs> sir, <laughs> just, would you like, like a tic tac, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tic
0: <just, laughs> tac, sir.
3: Get the hell out of here! Get the hell
0: out of <laughs> here! Yeah. <so> then <laughs> we get the we get the heartbreak motel the hot tub scene, and this had a lot of extended stuff that was not in my original cover. Yeah, I don't remember all the homoerotic stuff in there. Right, right. Yeah, that was was not in the original version. That made me uncomfortable,
1: to be honest with you. Like, I understand why that was cut out. It was, like, so unnecessary. Like, no offense, Phil, if we were on a bro journey... In a, in a, on a van and you like said some aggressively.
0: You said that Colorado if he had bigger jugs, you'd split them like a piece of firewood. Like,
2: <laughs> I wouldn't say well, that to said, You're lucky you're not stacked or I'd be banging you right now. Yeah. Like, Show yeah, what a real yeah. man can do. If a friend split. said that to me, I'd you be like, like an old piece of firewood. <laughs> yeah, would like probably
1: like it too, you big homo. <laughs> homo. Yeah, like that's, that's shit that you're not allowed to say in 2020. <laughs> no, it, I know. If a, someone you're... said that to me, I'd be kicking them out and enjoying my heart Shay hot tub by myself. But what, what part of
0: well, what part of that scene was in the original was the Freyda Felcher scene and I think that's really funny because uh Harry's kind of waxing poetic about this Freda Felcher and uh, Lloyd's like Felcher from Stan or wherever they're from um and uh Harry's like yeah you know her and Lloyd's like oh yeah man like <laughs> like over the top
3: <laughs> <like>.
1: <laughs>
0: and then he yeah, realizes like
1: enthusiastic
0: actually uh, I, I remember you, you talking about her
2: <laughs> again just an example of yeah like like these guys are actually kind of huge pieces of shit yeah well. yeah. yeah um so
0: then we get a, a little bit more bad guy stuff um we get the uh mental in the phone booth and the guy outside the phone booth telling him to get off the phone and like when, when he turns his back on him he's like oh he turned his back on me oh ooh, and the guy's like he's one of those dudes that you could tell is super passive aggressive and like he's just like getting
1: angry with uh with mental i have a note here where you know where mental punches him through that phone booth. yeah like if that happened in real life that guy would be hella dead his face would be <laughs> all cut up really <laughs> messed up and your head would fall on the concrete yeah that's a, a savage thing to do oh. so um
0: one 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 bad guy thing i want to bring up that we kind of glossed over but it kind of like plays into the whole next kind of section of the movie is uh when they first go to Harry and Lloyd's place after they've left for Aspen, and they see the note on the door that says, Dear gas man, packed up and left for Aspen. Sorry about the money. And like they totally misunderstand. And he's like, <laughs> Call these me guys gas are man.
2: pros.
0: Yeah, he's like, How the hell did they own it? I got gas.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like,
0: they must be pros. <laughs> <laughs> so they think they're dealing with it. And you even see it later when, when Nicholas is like, These aren't just anyone these guys are good
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah like they're just like they're viewing him like oh man <laughs> it's just, it's just the, like yeah, yeah it's just the two most bumbling we forgot to, ever uh, did we talk about the scene where um lloyd
1: like imagines that he finally gets, gets... no no so we'll okay. get to the dream sequence okay. so, yeah, so we'll yeah, sit yeah. on
2: that for a sec
0: <laughs> so um we get we get them back in the van we get this fun scene about gambling where harry says he doesn't bet and then uh, Lloyd's <laughs> like, I bet I can get you gambling by the end of the day.
1: And they're, all <laughs> all <laughs> like, no. they're all satisfied with each other afterwards. Like, like, I'll
0: give you a, a three-to-one odds. He's like, no. He's like, five-to-one. Ten-to-one? And he caves on ten-to-one. He's like, deal. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to get you. And here's like, no. <laughs>
3: um,
0: but, yeah, then they pick up mental as a hitchhiker. And then we get some stuff where it's just the three of them. Um, kind of in the van, and and I I like their their three person chemistry in the van. Just like the want to hear the most annoying sound in the world, or like the uh, you're anti quitsies, no quitsies, no startsies, no erases. You can't triple stamp a double stamp, Lloyd. Right? Yeah, <laughs> you
1: clearly memorized this whole film,
0: basically. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying really hard to not, not just like, recite recite the dialogue word <laughs> for word. So. Um, <laughs> Then we get another diner scene we get the classic chili pepper in the burgers thing.
1: With the hot dog and ketchup, that part, that, that's yeah. really funny to me where they're so, like, this helps.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so mental convinces them to eat these dynamo peppers and uh, they do and they freak out. And yeah, they finally find out that like ketchup and mustard, Harry's like t- torching his tongue with ketchup and mustard. And uh, then Lloyd does it too. And the way that Jim Carrey does it is so funny, like slams the bottles on the table and they start squirting straight up like a fountain. And he just like sticks his, he sticks his tongue in the fountain.
2: I remember that, that being in like the, 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 the previews for that. Like when the movie was like just out in theaters, I always remember yeah. that being in the trailer. Right. Right. And then uh, mental has, leaves them like dying with their thing to
0: go take a phone call. And uh, they come back, he comes back, and they've, they've put chili peppers on his burger. And uh, what I like about that is, like, he bites, and you can tell that, like, he's in distress, and, like, you hear all these bodily sounds and stuff, and, you know, that he's, he falls backwards. And when he falls backwards off the chair, the first thing Lloyd does is jump up, like, point in his face <laughs> <He> and laugh. <laughs> yeah, it's the best. And, like, then you see that he's legitimately suffering, and they're like, oh, dude you're right man it was just a goof and, and then you give hear him the
1: rat poison that yeah but, meant to but they
0: before give they give the rat poison you hear this little line in the in the background that you can only get if you're listening carefully but you hear um lloyd like hey you want some ketchup and mustard man that helped us <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. my favorite and, part uh, about that whole scene is after they feed him the uh, the uh, the rat poison they like yeah. listen to his heart and he's like jim carrey puts his head on his heart and he goes check please <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they basically murder a person and run away
0: <laughs> right right yeah so they take off and then we get them driving and now we get the uh, the dream sequence scene Lloyd falls asleep um, and the dream sequence has a bunch of great stuff in it um so uh, you guys can touch on your favorite parts of the dream sequence scene one of my favorites was the martial arts scene where he's uh, he's at dinner with Mary and just like the guys the waiter starts kissing her arm and he like slams down the napkin and gets up and like whoa. <laughs> and then we get this Japanese martial arts fight scene, and, like, the chef from the kitchen is, like, an actual martial artist doing spin kicks and stuff. It was just really good. The best I part of, is, obviously, uh, the ski lodge. Yeah, the ski lodge was really good, too. Um, he's like, it's all I say. Do you love me? And she says, no. But that's a real nice ski mask. And they just <laughs> laugh hysterically. Like, we never find out the joke, right? <laughs> they deliver the punchline of a joke we've never heard, but everybody bursts out laughing. And then, yeah, he does, like, the, uh, the fart in the fire scene um but yeah um then uh he he wakes up and he's like almost gonna hit a truck and swerves you know it's this big thing and harry's like want me to drive (laughs) and
2: then um yeah it was it was just really good quick question Mm. so at the end of that dream sequence when he's with uh the girl and he, he like lifts up her skirt and like shows her ass Oh, that, hey, wait, so, so that that was the original. but is was that in the extended version yes. that we saw? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, no, it starts. was it was
0: in the original. It was. Yeah, when when he first meets her at the door, he does it. Oh, like like at the very start of the dream sequence when he meets her at the door, and then and he, like, like gives her a big hug yeah. and spins around and then lifts and up the skirt. Her. Yeah, that was yeah. in the original version. You know what's oh, funny okay. about that? Okay,
1: I didn't remember that. You know what's funny about that? I read online that apparently that was played without being edited on like TBS in like the the late nineties and like. Let's again, this is like some shit that would not be allowed in 2020. Like, but it is also funny in reality.
0: So Lloyd's woke up now. uh, We get the gas station scene. um, As he's walking and he sees these guys chilling. He's like, hey, guys, big gulps, huh? All right. Well, (laughs) see you later. (laughs) uh, That's a line that uh, is only funny because of time and Jim Carrey being awesome. Like yeah. That's a forgettable line in any other movie with any other actor, but uh, he makes it important. And then we get a, a scene with our good friend Seabass in the bathroom of the gas station. Turns out he found... Uh, if you want some
1: manly love be here at 2 15 a.m march 25th and then and harry looks at his watch he's like
0: oh lloyd yeah he looks at his watch (laughs) and he sees it tick tocking and like it's just got the suspenseful music it's really good (laughs) um at the same time that this is going on with with lloyd being uh, molested by sea bass in the bathroom harry meets a girl who's skiing and uh while he's gassing up he's like nice skis they yours she's like yep he's like both
1: Both of them them? yeah (laughs) The funny thing is, is, about that lady is you don't know, but she's actually like a secret agent right. telling them which she must think either that they really are like really dumb or that they're really awesome at whatever they're they're yeah. trying to do. It's never revealed if she she thinks they're dumb or not. Which
0: yeah, so so. Harry ends up talking for so long that he like actually like overfills the van and spills gas all over. And so when he lights her cigarette and tosses the match down, he starts on fire. And he's just, she's trying to get her number. And she, when he realizes he's on fire, he's like, you know what? You can just tell it to me. I have a really good memory. But uh, she's trying to remember. And finally, you see him. He's got his eyes crossed. He's like, for God's sakes, give me the damn number.
1: Which which leads to him going to put his leg out, which saves Lloyd from being right raped right because he has to smash
0: the bathroom door. Open,
1: underpants <laughs> knocking out sea
0: bass and then there's some funny stuff there but that was one of those extended cut slash deleted scene moments too is when he's giving lloyd the gears after because like in the original yeah, version that. the only thing that was there was lloyd saying i don't want to talk about it you know and it was kind of like left at that yeah. it didn't have anything Which with harry probably saying for the, probably for you don't want to talk about being in a
2: bathroom with a six foot four angry gentleman or something like that. A, a big I, trucker I was, it was Yeah, it was funny seeing that, because it's like, yeah, like, now you would never be able to pull off, like, ribbon your buddy for getting, like, for almost getting raped in a bathroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um,
0: we got Lloyd driving, and, uh, he's trying to mess with Harry, and, uh, he takes a wrong turn, headed to, towards to, Nebraska. To Nebraska. And then we get, we get a great few minutes where we get their argument and stuff, and, like, this, the, oh, this next scene is just. Uh, I love
1: the part where he's like, "I expected the Rocky Mountains to be a little rockier than this." Yeah. <laughs> this town, Denver's full of, <laughs> full shit, of shit, man. man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but actually, like this ties back to how lucky they are because the cops were actually waiting for them after they, going they to the diner away. on the way to Colorado. Like, if they had taken the right way to Colorado, they, they would have got stopped by the cops and probably been put in jail. But because Lloyd's an idiot. They actually avoided that whole thing yeah but yeah then uh so we get we get lloyd or <laughs> we get the argument and harry decides he's gonna walk home and then uh as we get harry walking you just hear harry! like in the background and you can see a little dot and it slowly gets closer and it's lloyd
1: on this tiny ass mini bike, <laughs> which is called a taco 22 by the way is the official kind of that's motorbike
2: fact <laughs> that's a great fact <laughs> that um, bike was actually there was two of them ever built <laughs> um, both custom for the movie and one of them just sold the guy just bought it for $50,000 amazing Got but you can get 70 her. miles to the gallon on that yeah,
1: my favorite part <laughs> about this is like he's like you know Lloyd just when nothing you could possibly do, <laughs> do would be any dumber you go and do something, do something, like, something this. like this and totally, rede-
0: totally redeem yourself <laughs> excellent <laughs> iconic <laughs> that's one of those lines that um, it's very situational so there's lots of times where you could use that in real life and I do so, oh yeah yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all the time i use that yeah, to hype then,
1: myself up all the time
0: they take they take the hog to aspen um they get there uh they can't find mary and the funny thing about this is when lloyd is like almost got the name like it's like swimmy swami, swilly swanny swanna swanna and then you hear him he's like swanson swanson yeah and then harry's like maybe it's on the briefcase <laughs> he's like oh yeah <laughs> checks out the briefcase he's like samsonite I was way off.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's definitely one of those jokes I didn't get when I was a kid, but n- yeah. now it's hilarious. Right, right. Well, my, in fairness, my dad explained
0: it to me when I was a kid because I didn't realize why it was so funny, but I heard him laughing hysterically. And <laughs> he's like, Samsonite's a briefcase company. I'm like, ah, gotcha. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, just that whole scene was very well done. And then uh, we get them fighting over the gloves in the park, which was really funny. Lloyd has his pair of extra gloves. He's like, my hands are getting kind of sweaty. <laughs> like Harry's dying. Um, we We find out like they have a fight, and we find out that there, it's actually a briefcase full of cash. But one of the funniest parts of this is when Harry's choking him and
3: he's like harry your hands are freezing
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is a classic line i, I love this scene afterwards too because they're like walking quickly we're just gonna get some reasonable lodging yeah and then yeah montage yeah, of just them. the bare essentials you get this oh, like montage of, of them control. just spending money and crying yeah. well crying the very next scene they have a,
0: la- a lamborghini up. with yeah. stuff falling out of it like wiping their
1: tears <laughs> with money you yeah, know and then got... we get the most iconic scene after their spending spree where um, they find out that Mary's at the annual meeting of the International Preservation. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, yeah where they can't read. And this is where we get the scene where they get the blue and orange suits. Which right, is yeah. Like, well, Cinderella, really we got to get you to the ball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I love that scene because, like, it, you know, yeah. they get the suits, and it's kind of like, once again, a montage. And obviously, they pick yeah. the worst suits. And then we actually, my favorite part of this scene is when they're going, the sword fights, where yeah. they're, beating like on each other. It's so classic yeah
0: yeah they're fighting with the canes and then they stop and then harry just smashes lloyd he's like
1: time out
0: <laughs> um but yeah they they get to the gala and and yeah there was some good stuff in that suit scene so like i said we can't get everything today because um, there's there's just too much of this movie but yeah notably the the barber stuff the toenail stuff the nose hair <laughs> stuff it's all funny people watch this movie you won't regret it um we get them at the gala the, the bad guys know it's them. They recognize them. Well, Shay recognizes and tells Nicholas it's them. Um, they inadvertently end up killing an owl. Um, and that lends to the kind of mythos of Harry and Lloyd being pros because uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we killed got their, one bird. of their birds. Yeah, yeah, they
1: got our bird. Yeah, which is yeah. so
0: dumb. <laughs> and, and then uh, thanks to Mary's stepmother, Harry and Mary end up with a planned date. Nice set of hooters you got there. <laughs> I beg your pardon? Yeah, the owls. They're great. Line. That's a good line. Great line. Um, but then, yeah, Harry's got a cover for the fact that he has a date with Mary Swimmy Swamy Swanson. And uh, so he makes up a fake date for Lloyd and tells Lloyd she's going to meet him at the lobby bar.
2: At 10 a.m. And, uh,
0: And then that kind of sets up like the the third act of the movie. So what we're gonna do is we are going to take another break because this movie is so good that we have to do it in two chunks. And we will take a break now and come back and resume for the third act of Dumb and Dumber when we get back. Welcome back to the third section of the Stoners POV as we discuss the third section of Dumb and Dumber. So we might as well pick up right where we left off. We get the next day, Lloyd just having the worst day at the lobby bar. Um, he's there <laughs> at 10 a.m. per Harry's request. So he, uh, he immediately uh, sees the bartender like still turning over chairs and stuff. And he's like, you might if I just wait at the bar? Um, but meanwhile, Harry's having the best time with Mary. The best day of his
2: life, according to him, at the end of the movie.
0: I mean, minus the getting your tongue stuck to a ski lift for what I can only assume was like a good few rides through the ski lift because Mary, (laughs) Mary like is there at the start and then goes away and then comes back and he's still stuck.
2: Yep. Um, Oh, the scene where she yanks his tongue off is just brutal. It just makes me, it gives me the shivers every time I see it. Yeah, me too. Me
0: too. And what I love is uh, it's going back and forth between Harry's fun day and Lloyd's miserable day. And uh, finally, he asked the bartender, he's like, bartender, what time is it? He's like, I got one o'clock. And Lloyd's like, yeah, me too. I just thought it was fast. And <laughs> he runs into the FBI chick again in the bar, though. Yeah. And she is just like he can't handle her drama. She's like recounting stories about her husband fixing the sink. And stuff.
2: She's like, you she's want like, to know you, another thing? He's like, I no. don't care. Yeah.
1: The funny thing is, is about this is, you know, the, the actress that plays Mary, Jim Carrey actually ends up marrying. So he really did really liked Lauren Holly, the actress, because Jim Carrey in real life well, actually a, marries her. I think they oh, were really?
0: romantically involved, yeah. like during the time of this movie. But yeah, I think um, so too. But, uh, What's funny is the bartender's like, he's like, you know Mary Swanson? He's like, yeah, I see her all the time. She comes in here all the time. He grabs the bartender, like slams him into the bar. He's like, what's that supposed to mean? (laughs) She has dinner. But then, uh, yeah, Lloyd uh, ends up finding out, like he finds out where Mary lives and goes to her house and sees Harry driving away. And you just see his broken heart. And like one of the most gift scenes of this movie, which is Lloyd just like dry heaving
1: like like. the thought of harry with his girls makes him so
2: yeah
0: oh it it makes his stomach upset so what does he do he makes harry's stomach very upset (laughs) in the following scene he puts a bunch of uh, laxative in harry's coffee and this scene has a lot of funny lines so obviously we'll, we'll say it again and again folks we can't get to all of them but there's some there's some good ones um i like the uh the stuff in this scene where he uh harry's drinking up the nightcap and lloyd's like just lifting it to make yeah, sure he drinks it up.
2: It. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh it was funny when i when we were watching like harry dealing with the with the laxative and it's making all those like rumbly sounds in his stomach yeah and right as i'm watching that my wife is like making french fries and she's squirting ketchup okay. <laughs> Like, I was oh it just adds to it it was great yeah yeah that's funny um so then yeah harry uh
0: he, he lies to Lloyd about what he's doing in the evening. He's actually going to see Mary, but uh, he, uh, he gets there and he ends up destroying her washroom.
3: Like,
2: You know what? I could sympathize. I've just had to destroy a washroom or two at a guest's house. It's not something I choose to do, but it's, just, it's something you have to do once in a while. Yeah. I'm sure
1: you usually make sure that they flush first, though, and don't yeah. actually take it off the the ground and pour the shit out the window.
2: Yeah, I'm <laughs> pretty sure. Ever since seeing this scene, I've definitely made sure. They that's watch. that's another
0: that's another part that was not in the original cut.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say like that. Like him actually
0: lifting movie. the toilet and dumping it out the window was not in the original cut that I that I remembered growing up with.
1: Jeff Daniels always says that that scene is on his uh, Grammy roll. Yeah, (laughs) as his best acting
0: well what I love is when Mary tells him the toilet's broken there's some great like film maker like nerdist nerdist work there where they like zoom in and it's like this heart be like like zooming in on Harry just like after he finds that the toilet's broken it's all this like suspenseful music. And then we get a shot of Lloyd like riding on the hog to Mary's house, just
2: cackling
1: <laughs> wildly. <laughs> like a really yeah. scary
2: laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, this was uh yeah, this was pre-cable guy, too. So yeah, it's like you weren't used to Jim Carrey being like a, a maniac, like in that sense. Yeah. yeah, he's just laughing maniacally.
0: Um, he gets to Mary's house, and what I love is like and this goes back to Lloyd not realizing he's an idiot, like he's so genuine. And, like, he does this thing where he's, like, trying to convince Mary. And he actually smooth talks where he's, like, he's like, yeah, we can go back to my hotel and get it. Unless and he's, like, Dip, dipping, looking over her shoulder and stuff. Unless you got something going on. Like, you know, he's trying to play it like, you know. I like he didn't it.
1: set this up so that Lloyd would be pooping his pants. Or that hairy, hair, yeah, the hairy the would Harry, yeah, that Harry would be just, pooping like, his pants, yeah. Yeah,
0: voiding his bowels all over the place. Um, but then, yeah, Lloyd and Mary leave. And then we get this good scene in the hotel where Lloyd confesses his love. For her but what i love about that is he's prepping for it first and yeah. he's like and and in the prep like he's doing a good monologue right like he's like he's like saying he's all really the right stuff being it, yeah. really charming he's like he's like you make me feel like like a schoolboy again he's like a <laughs> schoolboy that desperately wants to make sweet
3: sweet love to her
0: <laughs> and then and she comes out of the bathroom and he's like trying to work up the courage and he just gets tongue tied he's like I desperately want to make love to a schoolboy <laughs> and then he just realizes and he's like slapping his head like but yeah then uh he finally uh asked mary what a, a chances of a, a guy like her and a girl like, like him, him. <laughs> ever classic uh classic line in
1: this movie is like you so know still getting together
0: and then she's like not good he's like not good like one in a hundred she's like more like one in a million and you get a brief little pause perfect comedic pause and he's like See, so you're telling me there's a chance
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's so
0: stoked um, but then, yeah, Nicholas shows up at the room, and he's going to kill them. And uh, But the first line he says is like, I have some news, Mary, about your husband. Lloyd's like, husband? What was all that one in a million talk? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Nick, Nicholas shows up, and then he's like, "Gonna invite me in? He's got the gun and stuff. He's going to kill them. And then we get Harry coming back to the hotel, kind of cutting his losses. I guess he's, uh, he's shat himself dry by now. And as he's coming up the stairs, the FBI chick's like, hey, Harry, you never called. And he's just like, oh, that's interesting. And uh, so anyways, Nicholas is in there, and he's like, he finds out, he finds out that the briefcase is just full of IOUs. He's
1: yeah. like, you might want to keep this one. It's the Ferrari. You want to put it in
0: 25K? You
2: like, like, see that one? Go that Do- one.
0: 275 thou might want to hang on to that one.
2: (laughs) That right there is as good as cash. (laughs) Yeah. That is as good
0: as money, sir. Those are IOUs. (laughs) And then uh, Harry gets in. And what I love about this is he walks in and he's like, you know, Lloyd, we got to talk you got to Oh good. You found her. Cause he sees Lloyd and Mary. On the <laughs> bed. He's like, I'll just leave you two alone. And then, uh, yeah. Um, Nicholas holds a gun on him. They're both on the bed. And then he's like, which one of you wants to die first? And there's some back and forth. And then, uh, finally Harry recounts his whole amazing day with Mary to Lloyd. Yeah. He's, like, he's like, she touched my leg. And that's Rita what Lloyd's me
1: the whole sleazy story Yeah. about the French tickler.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And uh, yeah, you're right. Joe. we can't gloss over that. Cause there's some good stuff there. Cause, uh, was it Harry or Lloyd? I think it was, I think it was Lloyd where he's like, um, it's like if one girl can cause this rift in our friendship, then maybe the whole thing's not worth a damn. And then, uh, He's like, maybe we should call it quits right now. And Harry's like, you just tell me
1: where to side, bud. He's like, right <laughs> on my ass after you kiss it. <laughs> and they started to fight. he's like, now which of you losers wants to get it first? And, and he's like, she touched my leg. And he's like, okay, kill him. Yeah,
0: because yeah. <laughs> yeah, at first Lloyd's trying to do it. He's like, over here. <laughs> He's like, I got us into this mess to begin with. And then Harry's like, no, yesterday I had the most beautiful day of my life. Me and Harry went skiing. We made a snowman. She touched, she my, touched leg. my leg. He's like, okay, <laughs> kill him. And uh, yeah, Nicholas shoots Harry four times in the chest. Lloyd's like, you killed my best friend, you bastard. And then Harry jumps up and fires on him.
1: And he's like, he doesn't know how to hold gun. Harry, you're alive. And you're a horrible shot. And you're a horrible shot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he, he just like missed with all the bullets. It's i'm pretty good and then uh the fbi comes smashing in they uh they end up arresting the bad guy and then uh lloyd's like trying to figure it out he's like huh he's like harry what's going on your name is harry right he's like (laughs) yeah they stopped me in the lobby they slapped this bulletproof vest on me and gave me a gun (laughs) <laughs> like, what if they shot you in the face like, Harry, Harry realizes he turns to the FBI he's like what if they shot me in the face and she's like that was a risk we were willing to take <laughs> it's like some good stuff um, but then uh, what, gets, what gets buried in that because this is kind of the ending of the movie and we've, we've been through a wild ride of one-liners is uh, Lloyd immediately after that is like why didn't I get a gun <laughs> uh, which I thought, thought was really funny but yeah then we get the, uh, the denouement word of the week of the movie, um, the, the wind down final stuff. Um, we get the scene with Mary and the cops and uh, they deliver her husband. And then we get uh, another little uh, phantom dream sequence with Lloyd and you just hear the cop like,
1: he's got a gun. <laughs> <laughs> and he kills him. You know, f- fun fact, Mel Gibson was supposed to play her husband just because at that time he was such like a big star and like, right. such a sex symbol. It would have reiterated the fact that like lloyd and harry had absolutely no chance with with right (laughs) yeah
0: that that would have been good actually um but then yeah he like dreams he kills the guy and then he snaps out of it and mary introduces her husband to lloyd and there's a reason i'm being so specific with this and kind of recounting every bit of the movie because they they really like go all in on the ending here Because, like, Lloyd shakes his hand. He's like, I'm so happy for you. And he just, like, slowly turns serious as he's, like, squeezing the guy's hand with all his strength. And you just see his face get all serious and angry. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, then we get the ending ending, which is uh, really, really funny, where they're just walking down the street. And uh, they're just, like, first they take our Lambo. Then our hog <laughs> breaks down. He's like, yeah, when are we ever going to catch a break? And this van of Hawaiian Tropic models like stops. It's like,
3: hallelujah. And
0: they get out. Basically, they're looking for two oil boys to follow him around and grease them up before competitions. And uh, Harry and Lloyd just look at each other. And Harry's like, you are in luck. There's a town about Three miles that way. I'm sure you'll find a couple of guys there.
1: He's like, "What? Two lucky guys are going to get in that and have the best?" <laughs> Do you realize what months. you've done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lloyd, after they drive away,
0: he's like, "Do you realize what you've done?" And you think there might be some redemption for Lloyd. He goes running, He's banging on the banging on the van. He's like, "You have to excuse my friend.
1: He's a little slow."
3: <laughs> yeah, the,
0: so town's the back town to the is the back that way. way. <laughs> he points the other way.
1: You know, the funny thing about this movie, believe it or not, I was doing when I was doing my research too. Nicholas Cage and Gary Oldman were the first choices for Harry and Lloyd. So imagine that scene with okay. Cage and
2: Gary Oldman. <laughs> yeah, I think they were. They considered I think Rob Rob Lowe for that part Lots as well. Of people were in a, yeah, they they, they didn't want movie. Jeff Daniels. Interesting. Which I think yeah.
1: like the combo of Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels, their comedic timing and the way yeah. they they play off each other is. Like, well, and,
0: and Jeff Daniels is a great actor, but he's not like known for comedy other than this one.
2: Yeah, like, well, apparently the Farrelly brothers and Jim Carrey both like really had to, had to go to bat for him for him to get the role. Huh.
1: I, I think, in, you know, if, if I, I think a lot of this was like improvised, but the basis of this script is just kind of so funny. And, and another interesting fact this was actually originally written by John Hughes, which is excellent. It's I, crazy I love John you think Hughes about movies. you know, who, who John Hughes is. Is like yeah. he's you know famous for Ferris Bueller's Days Off, Weird Science, and like a lot of these like 80s Breakfast movies, Club National and Lampoon. Breakfast
0: um, Club, and I think he actually wrote Home Alone too, even though it was directed by Chris Columbus. I think he actually wrote it. Wait, well, the Chris Columbus, uh, <laughs> as in the director? Yes, <laughs> the uh, he directed movies too. Yeah, a yeah, uh, guy. Was there anything See, that guy uh, couldn't do? I know. Um,
3: uh,
0: <laughs> But yeah they uh they wrap up this movie and and like we've covered comedies on this movie be- or on this podcast before, and you know, we always end up having to kind of justify our our you know enjoyment of the comedy as being as seeing it for what it is as a comedy, and like you know giving it kind of these sort of extra you know credit, so to speak, or, or for lack of a better word. but I feel like this one. You don't have to give any justifications or excuses. Like, this is just a great comedy movie. Um, And it's good even if, like, if comedies aren't your thing. Like, there's not a lot of cheese. There's some cringe, but there's not, like, a ton of, like, you know, it's not embracing the cheese, and that's not why you love it. You love it because it's actually, like, written very intelligently, and the the dialogue for being a movie called
2: Dumb and Dumber, the dialogue is actually really smart. Well, that's the like, If this movie wasn't made so masterfully, it would have just sucked. But, like, yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's such stupid subject matter, but it's done so well that uh, it actually yeah. ends up being a fairly, a fairly intelligent comedy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely
0: place it up there amongst my, my favorite movies of all time. So, with that said, we, we have to do what we always do. And uh, I'm going to leave it this time. So, ha, Terrell. But <laughs> right. uh, out of 10. What do you guys give this? We'll do Terrell first.
1: You know, it's, it's one of those films that stands the test of time for me. Um, I remember when it would come on TV when I was a kid, I would always watch it and enjoy it. Um, I think everyone that watches this movie loves it. Old kids. It has some stuff that is, like you said, like pretty cringeworthy, but overall it's one of the better comedies. So I'm going to give it a solid 8.9 out of 10. Beauty.
0: Beauty.
2: And Phil? uh well yeah it definitely stands the test of time it's one of those it's one of those movies that like i always kind of forget how awesome it actually is mm-hmm. um but uh i'm gonna i'm gonna give this one an 8.5 i really enjoyed it nice. um it it there was so much i forgot about it and so much that i actually just remember from like you assholes always quoting the, yeah, quoting yeah. the movie <laughs> so but yeah definitely 8.5 for me
0: Yeah, I I couldn't give this any lower than a nine and probably even a little bit higher. So I'd go like a 9.25 or something. Um, It's it's an excellent movie. It's well-written. It's well-made. Like, even from a filmmaker perspective, like, they do a lot of cool things. Um, It's got a little bit of everything that you could want in a movie. So, yeah, I feel like it's really worthy of that.
1: What I love about it is, like, the plot is kind of, like, just there as an excuse for all the jokes and slapstick comedy Mm -hmm. and the thing is is you can't deny this movie it makes you laugh like no matter what like no matter how uptight you are how Mm -hmm. what your morals are and like i said there is some cringeworthy stuff that in this longer cut i watched on amazon i wasn't too stoked on to see Uh, but there's just so many other parts that just like the way jim carrey contorts his face and the way that he acts it's just a timeless comedy it's a modern classic and i think it's going to be one of those ones that when we're old we're going to put it on and just laugh about it
0: yeah and i'm glad you brought up plot because um whereas like when we did pineapple express or like some of the other comedies you know we talked about the plot how it was just kind of there to kind of carry the the comedy but in this one i feel like the plot holds its own like it's actually like a reasonable like you know ransom story of two guys who just get lucky through a lot of crazy circumstances and like it just feels very well written to me
1: there's a a, a quote on uh, rotten tomatoes the this guy says it's the caviar of lowbrow, gross-out comedy, which I, I agree with. It is like the, the 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 chef's kiss of like this kind of lowbrow comedy that is right. popular in the late '90s and early 2000s. Mm-hmm.
0: Definitely, I will say if you can find a DVD version or like an original cut, you might have uh, an overall better time because yeah, like,
2: definitely a, a leaner, meaner version of the film. Because yeah, like I think the like the actual the the original cut is like it's like. Maybe like ninety minutes or something like yeah. that, and this one's nearly two hours long. Um, yeah. And yeah, there was just some. There, it's it's still good good content, but yeah, it, it would, the movie would be much more much tighter without that those extra scenes. I think for sure. And what I noticed was like I
0: I love this movie, and this time around, like those parts kind of took me out of it a bit of the the outstanding picture that I remember it being like. It was novel, and it was cool to like have that fresh view of some of the scenes. But I also feel like I know why they were
1: deleted scenes now. Yeah, yeah, they were deleted for a reason. Like, there's a reason why you don't see the weird, rapey scene in the hotel, and they still kept in the mock. Yeah, e- yeah, yeah. E- yeah yeah
2: Yeah. yeah. well part of me just longs for the days when like a movie was like yeah like an hour an hour and a half or so like now every movie is like two hours long so it's like I look at it like when I saw like the time on it I was like this movie's way longer than I thought but yeah Mm -hmm. it just ended up being that extended version for sure well and that about wraps
0: up uh the movie stuff so um Thanks, folks. You can go back and check out Dumb and Dumber, and you might really enjoy that. Um, yeah. Anything else you guys feel like touching on before we call her a
2: day? Uh, well, again, R.I.P. Murray. I hope you're whizzing right beside the litter box in heaven. Um, <laughs> I'm but, sure he uh, is. Other than that, uh, I, I R. think R. I think I'm good. I lead a pretty boring existence.
0: Yeah, we we all do. It's the age we live in. And uh, <laughs> folks, if you're out there living a miserable existence just uh just keep fighting putting one foot in front of the other and uh we're all in this together
1: israel any last words now we don't have any money to get to aspen we don't have (laughs) any money to get home we don't have have enough money to eat we don't have enough we don't have enough money to sleep (laughs) (laughs) that's that's the best way to to solve this movie it just makes me feel good and uh i'm glad that we we did this one we got to do more comedies
0: me too i agree so uh yeah, let's, uh, let's have a little gander of what we got on the docket coming up. So um, next week's a, a little bit of an interesting one. We're, uh, our movie choice was highly recommended to me. I've actually never seen it, but it was highly recommended to me by the uh, co-host of this show, uh, we're doing a horror movie called Event Horizon. Oh man, great and, uh, movie! So I'm,
1: good, I can't wait to do this. I'm now. looking
0: forward to that and uh, uh, the song as well. Something that I have not spent a lot of time listening to, but was also recommended by a co-host on the podcast. We are doing Two Princes by the Spin Doctors as our song. <laughs> oh, nice. So uh, you're gonna want to tune in for that as we go from one extreme to the other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah that'll be next week's lineup we hope you'll join us uh thank you for joining us today and for terrell for phil i'm brett and thank you for listening to stoner's point of view we'll see you next week bye-bye
1: bye hey where'd you get those i bought one we filled up well, wait, you were, we're supposed to talk about all expenditures lloyd
0: we are on a very tight budget this doesn't come out of our travel fund Oh. You know, I, I was able to raise 25 extra bucks before we left. Where did you get 25 extra bucks? I sold some stuff to Billy and 4 The
3: blind kid? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. What did you sell him, Lloyd? Oh. What kind of stuff?
0: I don't know. A few baseball cards, a sack of marbles. Petey? Petey? You sold my dead bird to a blind kid? Lloyd, that, that, what are you? Petey
3: didn't even have a head. Harry, I took care of it.